Welcome to another episode of the Candle Tales podcast. We are very happy to be reaching out to you from isolation with episode 38, Talc Son of Treon. This is going to be a story of the Fianna, a classic story. We're still in the midst of stories about the Fianna because it's, well, it's summer. I was beauting it there last week and it's properly summer now, if you're listening back to this. It was released in May. So we will be bringing you a story in a couple of seconds. Uh, Before I do, I'll remind you that this podcast is proudly brought to you by our Patreon supporters. If you want to be one of those supporters, you can go to patreon.com forward slash candlelit tales and help us out. And if you don't want to, that's grand. A share and a like or a listen or a tell your mate about this thing would do just great too. We hope you're keeping well, keeping sound, keeping safe, and having a cup of tea or an old walk out of fresh air. Here's Talkson and Treyan. Enjoy. Fionn slept, and he dreamt in circles and swirls of thought that spiralled out of his mind, creating pillars of smoke and cloud that climbed up to the sky, speckled in stars. He watched in wonder as he stayed hunkered down below as the ebb and the flow of the night sky went in motion. The stars and clouds moved to make a form, a creature crawling over the nearby hill, its paws with sharp claws leaning over and its tail spilling out in front, whipping around its great wide eyes made of stars that looked right at Fionn. It pointed its flickering ears and the monster barred its jagged teeth and in a grimace, in a shriek, the monster leapt towards Fionn and he woke. With cold sweat running down his spine, He walked outside to feel the air and the twilight sky. Gronia came towards him and asked him if he was okay. He told her of his dream. She wondered at the sky hanging low over the nearby hills with heavy clouds, burden full of water, a darkness gathering. She told him this must mean a bad omen. Something terrible was coming. Destruction of some sort. He counselled with his druids and sure enough they all thought the same. Something terrible was on its way. Grania and Fionn went to the heroes of the Fianna that were with them that day. They were out in the sunlight, training and performing great feats with one another. The trusted and most friendly of the Fina that had gathered with Fionn, well, Gull the One-Eyed, Conan the Bald, the brothers that would most often brood and give out, were training together. They were heaving and giving great heavy blows towards one another, while Fionn's own son, Oshin, was training with his root of a son, Oscar, of the many feats. 
Oscar was performing so many feats that he outdid everyone. It was amazing to watch. Fionn gathered all of the heroes and those that were around with them and told them of impending doom coming towards them, though they did not know what it would be. Conan the Bald gave a great shout and a roar and everyone took up their arms, wondering what Conan had seen. But the bald man had just seen a woman coming towards them then. Oscar mocked Conan for being so fearful of a woman coming towards them and not an army to be in sight. But Fionn was not so sure this was not a harbinger of doom in her own right. She had sadness on her. She wore a crimson cloak, many jewels, a golden brooch, white blonde hair. A stare of emerald eyes brought sadness to Fionn's heart. She said she was the daughter of Gareth, son of Dalardian the Fierce. Fionn had heard of him, but could not recall why. She informed Fionn then that she had been cursed as a young woman to be bound to a terrible fiend, a monster of a man who became a monster growing in his heart. Talc, son of Traian, she had covered the earth three times over trying to find a king or a strong man, a worthy man, anyone in the world to save her and protect her from Talc, son of Traian. But no one could stand up to the monster of Talc, son of Traian. He was so ferocious and fierce, he wanted nothing to do with her, certainly nothing to do with him. She told Fionn, The king of Greece had put a gesh on her, binding her to always serve Talc, son of Traian, but she could not. After years of servitude, she knew she was no longer able to be bound to this monster so had run away and was now begging Fionn and Athena to protect her. Fionn looked at Grania, who looked away but nodded gravely. With a hand gesture from Fionn, the doored Fionn was sounded. This was the great call that echoed out throughout all of Ireland, from hilltop to hilltop the call spread, and everyone in the Fianna that heard it followed it to its source. Soon there would be a great army amassed all around Fionn and the Fianna that were there. But until they arrived, they were in danger. Now as the sun began to set, Conan gave another great big roar that everyone heard and he saw men coming towards them then across the mountains with those heavy hanging clouds above them clouds that seemed so full of blood and they saw a terrible creature walking at the head of this army cat-like head and a whipping tail the woman with the crimson cloak said that is Talc, son of Traian No messenger was sent from this army, a beckoning long hand, a claw pointing towards Fionn Makul from Talc, son of Traian. They saw three men approach. 
Murguk and his two sons, introduced as Círdan the Swift and Liban the Nimble. But Murguk demanded the woman be returned to Talc, son of Treon. After all, she was his property. And if Fionn decided not to send this woman to Talc, he might as well send a thousand men when the sun rose in the morning. Murguk turned his heavy blonde head around and walked away with his two sons, the swift and the nimble. They walked away and as the sun set, Fionn McCool looked around and saw hundreds now gathering around him. The following morning, they might have a thousand men. As the sun rose, the Fianna's flags went high, and Fionn gave the order for a thousand men to march then on Talc, son of Treon. Leading the way was the tall, grey, thin man, Quilta Macronon. As fast as any one of the Fianna, and ten times more so, he ran into the fray, running a ring around Talc, son of Treon. But the huge beast moved its tail in a flicking away that sent Quilta sprawled out across the ground. His tail and claws, teeth like fangs, ripped through the armour of the men coming towards him then. He bit heads off men, gouged them in two, using his claws like swords, he cut men in two. He was devastating the army, a thousand men must have fallen. Oscar turned to Fionn. He begged and he pleaded to be let into this fray. This day was calling to him. He knew Oscar of the many feats knew. This was the day he would save the Fianna from this terrible fiend. Fionn nodded his head gravely to see his own son's son go towards possibly his death, meeting an unbeatable foe. But Oscar of the many feats leapt into the fight, surrounded now by men of the Fianna and men of his own army. Talc saw the challenge coming. Oscar leapt into the fray, jumping around the swishing tail that came at him as claws and fangs came next. But he used feet after feet after feet to get out of the way, to duck, to sway, to dive under and evade so many of Talc son of Treon's attacks that he fought back with a flurry of motion. He bruised and belted and hit and kicked and gouged at Talc son of Treon, who could not defend every one of the blows. Sweat pouring down both of the men then. Even the monster would sweat. But as the day went into night, they continued this terrible display of fighting. Neither would back down. Every time Oscar was hit, the Fianna left out a terrible, lamenting cry. But every time he landed a blow on Talc, son of Treon, they gave out a cheer ten times louder. They were watching the fight up and down, wondering, hoping, praying Oscar could win. But five days of deadly fighting went by. But finally, after five long days of fighting, Oscar used a great feat to jump over Talc, son of Treon, land on the ground, spin right around, and cut his head from his shoulder. As the cat head landed on the ground, the 
whipping tail lashed once more into the air, and the whole body fell down dead. The army was shocked to see their leader now killed. Oscar was barely able to walk back to the Fianna. But Fionn thought it was over and done. They wondered at the man walking towards them then. Big, billowing, blonde hair, the messenger that had been sent before. Blue, shining cloak wrapped around his shoulders. He had his sword out and shield in his hand. He called to Fionn and demanded retribution and revenge for the death of Tug, son of Trent. I want to fight you, Fionn Nukuo, for retribution for this terrible thing you've done to Talxon of Treon. Now, Fionn Nukuo hadn't killed Talxon of Treon. Oscar had, but Oscar had been fighting for five days and five nights. So Fionn picked up his heavy hazel shield, his brilliant sword, and went walking towards Murguk, but he felt a hand on his chest. He looked down to see a bloody battered and bruised Oscar tell him that I fought him I'll fight this fella too and in a flurry of motion he cut right through Murgok for attempting to fight Fionn his leader. The fight was bloody but it was fast and Oscar finally sat down weary but successful in the fight till two more men came up. The sons of the man who had just fallen the swift one and the nimble one, Kirdon the swift and Liban the nimble. Now they demanded retribution as well. For killing our father, you must send us champions to fight. At this stage, Fionn McCool was beginning to lose his patience, but Gull the one-eyed and Conan the ball decided they'd have a go at the swift and the nimble. The bald and the one-eyed went for the swift and the nimble, who laughed to see such old men coming towards them then. They said, Send us young champions, not these old men, a bald man and one-eyed, what is this? But the one-eyed man had such a brilliant aim, he struck right through the centre of the swift one, and the nimble one was not nimble enough to get out of the way of a devastating strike the bald man's axe that cut him in two. Gull the one-eyed smiled at his brother, Conan the ball, who smiled back and began to grumble and give out about something or other, but they didn't listen to him. No one really did. Now, the army was still there that had been brought by Talc son of Traian, but they saw in the midst a woman coming towards them, a beautiful woman with flowing blonde hair and a blue cloak wrapped around her a shining face and she came down to her knees beside the two men that had just fallen then she began to lament and wail for the grief which she had in her heart lamenting her own two sons Kirdan the swift and Liban the nimble she lamented so long all of the men that watched her felt sorry for her and felt grief for all of their fallen. Everyone who had died that day, they grieved for. As she wailed and she cried, they all felt her grief. 
but Alba of the fair face, as her name was, began to lament and cry and speak of the greatness of her husband and her sons that had been killed that day. And as she continued her lament, she began to speak of the treachery of Fionn Cool and the Fianna. Now at this, the men around her began to draw swords and become angry, but Grania held up her hand. She told them to stay. A woman's grief should be met with kindness and anger, no matter what she said. Yet she did warn Alba of the fair face to not speak so harshly when both sides were accountable for the fight. Alba of the Fair Face did not seem to heed or listen or even hear it as she went on throughout her lamenting. So many verses of a great lament she cried, but she always rounded off and saying how it was all the fault of the Fianna for their treachery and deceit that her sons had died. A second time Grania had to calm down the men of the Fianna who were now baying for blood and asked the woman, Alba of the Fair Face, to stop what she was saying was not wise. But she would not listen, she would not take the advice of Grania. Again a third time she cried out for the treachery and deceit of the Fianna and Fionn McCool. She would not have had to see her sons be killed and her husband now die. Well, at that, a third time not to be listened to, Grania turned to her and said, Send us your champion, then. If you want retribution, you'll have to fight for it. Alba of the bright face was so angry, she turned on Grania and said she would send champion after champion until she got her retribution. She sent two champions, but those two champions were killed. She sent ten champions then, but those ten were also killed by the men of the Fianna until she called for all-out war on the Fianna. But at this stage, all seven factions had gathered behind Fionn, and the rest of the battle was a rout. Alba of the Fair Face was not killed, but she was hurt, and the rest of her army rallied behind her and ran right back to wherever it was that they came from. Now all of the Fianna gathered their wounded. They began to gather their dead too, in different piles. Fionn turned round and saw the crimson cloak of the woman that had asked him for help at the very start of all of this. He had saved her from Talc, son of Traian, by using the might of the Fianna to stand behind her. She was so grateful and she smiled a sad smile that did not reach her eyes because she knew she had broken her Gesh too. Gesh was placed on her as a curse to be bound to Talc, son of Traian. By being bound so, she had lived a miserable life, full of violence. By breaking the Gesh she had been freed and she felt light and happy for only a moment but that's all she needed for her smile to meet her eyes. She locked eyes with Fionn said the words thank you. She felt free for the first time 
And in that moment, she knew the guess she had broke would evoke terrible doom upon her. Sure enough, it did just that. As it came down upon her then, and she was struck down dead. Fionn caught her. She breathed her last. Between parted, smiling lips of thanks. Well, there you go. Another fine Fianna story for you. Hope you enjoyed that one. Full of death, destruction, a lot of gore. Oscar's a gas character, isn't he? Uh, Colin's pretty funny too. But I guess we'll be talking about this story in our post-show chat on Saturday. We'll be releasing that afterwards, of course. And you can listen back now that we've got everything nicely lined up. We were out of sync there for a while. Apologies if the last few numbers didn't line up. But our Going forward, our plan will be story followed by the next episode, which will be the post-show chat. Thank you very much for listening. As always, this podcast was produced and edited by Oshin Ryan. I created the story after re- reading it from a Lady Gregory source. The sources will be up on Patreon pretty soon, uh, amongst others. I didn't actually find another source of this story, so if you do have one, please let me know. This was taken from Gods of Men. And what else do I need to say here? I think that's basically it. We're working on more content to bring two people in isolation and out of isolation, which we will all all hopefully be soon enough. We're working on kids' stories, specifically kids' stories. We're working on the Battle of Entry and many more. So if you have any questions or if you found another version or online source for Talks and Atreon, get in touch, let us know. Become a Patreon supporter by going to patreon.com forward slash candletales. You can also donate once off on PayPal. There's a link to our PayPal account on candletales.ie. That's enough for now. Hope you're all keeping well and keeping full of wonder in this strange time. Slán for now. You. <laughs>